Well, that was fun. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. If you guys have not met me, that was a quick introduction. <laughs> it's what our life is really like from day to day at our house. Totally joking. <laughs> that would be a little bit too intense. Um, I'm Sherry O'Day. I'm Kevin O'Day's wife. And I have the opportunity to sharing with you guys today our story. I'm going to wait for the slides to get up there so we can see that. Now, um, there's us. It's our story. Woo! Yay! So normally, the last person that asked me to tell our story to, uh, I told her, it takes about two hours to tell the story. And she didn't believe me. It was about 8 o'clock. We just finished an event. About... You know, 10 o'clock rolls around and her husband starts texting her, where in the world are you? And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> I told you it was two hours. So considering that we don't have two hours today, <laughs> I don't think any of you guys want to sit and listen to me for two hours. We, uh, I had to cut it very short. And so this is just a snippet of what's going on. But I wanted to give you guys a little bit of context about me so that you can know a little bit more about how the story ties in. The first thing that I want to let you guys know is that um, I am a shy extrovert. Now, my brother is an outgoing introvert. Now, what that means is he is the life of the party. He is so much fun to be around. Everybody loves him, but he regains his energy by being by himself. Now, I am the opposite. I am a shy extrovert, which means when I am with large groups of people, I have lots of energy, and uh, I regain energy. If I'm you know, regaining too much energy, Kevin calls that rare form, and I get a little bit too crazy, but you know, that's... He calls it rare form. It used to be more normal form when I was younger. I've, I've toned it down a little bit. But I'm also extremely shy. Now, most people are like, Sherry, you are not shy. <laughs> the truth is, I really am. <laughs> I'm actually very shy. I, I've been shy most of my life. Uh, I had the privilege of doing offering for January, which was great. I loved doing that. Uh, and what you guys, you guys may have heard me speaking, what you didn't see is that the entire time my hand, see it's still doing it a little bit, my hand was shaking the entire time, I'm just trying to keep it down because I'm like, ah. So I, I am a very shy person and especially uh, a lot of my confidence that I had built up kind of got destroyed in ninth grade because I was selected as the object of ridicule by all the, you know, the popular preppy, you know, cool people. I had no idea what they were making fun of. Like, I was like, I, I, no, there's nothing wrong with me. But for some reason, they would find a reason to make fun of me. Right in front of my face, I could hear them a couple feet away, like, hold up their notebook. Did you just hear what she said? I'm like, what did I say? It was, it was very weird, but my confidence just went, woo, like, plummeted. So talking to people became very difficult for me. Uh, I did not want to, I didn't want to do it because Obviously, something that I'm saying isn't coming out right, and they're not understanding it. And I, I didn't know what was going on. So uh, it, it was especially true with people who, um, uh, who were cool or preppy or, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> no, there's another thing to it. But it's so I have spent the last two decades trying to overcome my... Uh, shyness, my lack of confidence for different things. And, and overall, you know, I'm standing up here in front of everyone and that takes a lot. Uh, and so it, it, it has worked, but there are certain times that it comes out where if I'm talking to certain people one-on-one, -on -one, you know, it's not that large group safety. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't. So if I'm talking to you and I'm seeing being very weird and awkward, it's not you, it's totally me. <laughs> okay, I'm like super super shy. I try not to be, but it, it sometimes overtakes me. Uh, 
Now, even though I have become a little bit uh, of an actress with confidence throughout the years, uh, learning to stand in front of people and be confident, uh, there's something that I have as a deep conviction is to be honest. I, I always want to be honest with people. I don't, want to, I don't want to tell them something that's not true. Honest with my kids, if they ask me a question I don't want to answer, as kids usually do, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to lie to you but I don't think I want to tell you the answer right now. <laughs> uh, so uh, to give you an example of that, when I was, I was in college, I helped with the greeting ministry at our church. And so I would open up for our college ministry, I would open up the doors and I'd hand people bulletins. I wouldn't shake their hand because that's, you know, crossing a line into the shyness. I'm like, ooh, touching people? No, Uh, I don't know if I can handle that. But I'd hand them a bulletin and I would pay them a compliment because when people get paid compliments, they feel special and everyone's special. Uh, God has made each one of you guys special. And so I wanted them to feel a little bit of that. So I would tell them something like, oh, I like your shirt. Those are great shoes. Wow, look at your eyes. Your hair looks awesome today. But the thing is that I made sure that I picked something specific about that person that I actually liked, that I actually thought was good, like it, so that it was true, it was honest, it was genuine. So those are a couple things that you uh, need to know about me. And so now as we move in, I want you guys to stand up for the reading of Scripture. Praise the Lord, that's exciting. So we're going to go and read this. This is uh, starting in Psalms. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. There's one more, oh, sorry, there we go. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. And one more verse from Proverbs. There we go. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you that I get to stand here and and tell people our story. (laughs) And I know it's Kevin and my story, God, but it's also yours and mine. And so I thank you. Thank you that, Lord. I pray anything that is of me that is... uh, that is not from you, God. I pray that that will fall away. But the message that you want to leave with people, that will stick and make a difference. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Do I need to switch to the hand mic? Just real quick before I get into that. Is it okay? Okay, I keep hearing popping. I want to go back through these scriptures real quick, just so you can get into my mind of what I'm thinking with these scriptures. So it says, do not fret because of those who do evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Now to me, this tells me that don't be, don't be, don't be upset when other people or evil people seem to succeed, even if you're not, and they seem to be having more fun because that is not God's definition of success. And their fun won't last. It's going to disappear. The next stanza says, trust in the Lord and do good. Now trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord to take care of that success, his definition and do good. Now, uh, and the next part says, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Now there's a nice picture of sheep 
And there's, as you can see, a little sheep on, the, on that brick wall there, on that fence. And a lot of times I think that's how people are. You know, when they, when they're, they like to walk the fence, walk the fence, you know, they're between right and wrong. They're not doing wrong, but they're walking that fence. And a lot of times they like to do that because they're like, well, I can relate to people better that way. I can reach out my hands and I can meet them where they're at. Well, the Bible hasn't called us to be like the lost. It has called us to be a city on a hill, to draw people out of their darkness and into Christ's light, to not meet them where they're at, but to draw them to higher places, to inspire them to do greater things by opening their arms in love and not judgment. And so a lot of times in my life, the safe pasture part of scripture, I like to set my borders a little bit further in. <laughs> because if, I'm, if I walk towards my border, it's not getting close to that border. And I can still be that city on the hill. Like for instance, lots of people know what swear words are. <laughs> I don't know what that statement means. Um, there, there, are, uh, there are certain words that are not considered swear words that I also don't say. Because when you walk the fence, when you stumble, the chances of stumbling into something wrong are greater if you're walking the fence than when you take a step back and you're enjoying that safe pasture by doing good. So back to that scripture, it says, uh, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Um, I realize that most people don't know the desires of their heart. A lot of people are like, what? Let me give you an example. Let's say there's a man named Bob, okay? So Bob over here, if you ask Bob, what is your favorite dessert, Bob? Bob will say, oh, it's ice cream, okay? Now Bob answered you truthfully, but the thing is, is that Bob has never tried creme brulee. Okay. If Bob had ever tried creme brulee, then he would have emphatically told you that his favorite dessert is creme brulee. But the thing is, is that our desires, our knowledge of our desires are limited by the scope of our experiences and our knowledge. So when we read this scripture, it says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. A lot of times those desires are not necessarily what we're thinking. A lot of times we, we you know, make a list of our desires as if Jesus is the spiritual Santa Claus. Um, Jesus, I would like this and this and that and that. Thank you, thank you. And that is, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not who Jesus is. But when we take delight in him, when we live our life trusting in the Lord, doing good, dwelling in those safe pastors, enjoying that, he will give us the desires of our heart, even beyond what you can even imagine, which is a lot what happened in my life with Kevin. Okay. Uh, next scripture says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Uh, commit your way. Commit. It's not like, okay, I'll try it out. No, commit to it. The next verse, uh, I like the message version, which says, he'll validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. I like that version. So <clears throat> something that you need to know about me is that in ninth grade, I decided not to get married. Now, a lot of you guys are laughing or giggling because I did get married, but I was actually very serious. I did not want to get married. I, I knew that a man does not fulfill me and I did not need a man to complete my life. Now, culture has us believe that marriage is the goal, okay? Well, you know, everybody wants to live happily ever after, right? That's what the song says. Uh, 
But my happily forever after is in being saved and living forever with the one who is the very definition of love. That is the happily forever after. And it's not, <laughs> Satan, Satan tries to come in and, and, and pervert it. You know, he, he whispers at us, oh, God wants you to find fulfillment in life, which is love. So, so you need to spend your life seeking the love of another and you will be filled. You will be fulfilled in your life. Uh, hold up, Satan. <laughs> okay. Uh, first off, the Bible says that God is love. The Bible says that Jesus is the life. Fulfillment <laughs> is not finding, <laughs> not not in the pursuit of finding the perfect person, but it is in the pursuit of finding him. Okay, the one who is love. And if during that pursuit, God decides to align your journey with another person, then there is fulfillment in that marriage, but not because of marriage, but because of God. So going to the next story, this is me. You're so cute. You're a little cutie. I look like my kids. That's why I can say that because it's like I'm complimenting my kids. But that's me when I was little. And just like any little girl or boy, they're asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my answer was, I want to be a veterinarian. Okay. Now, I want to be a veterinarian from when I was that little. Actually, I went to college to be a veterinarian. Okay. Now, college for me started when I was uh, 16. I made it into a running start program, uh, which allowed you to take as many or as much classes in lieu of or conjunction, or in conjunction, I'm still saying that wrong, uh, with your junior and senior year of high school. So I graduated from high school with an Associates of Arts and Sciences. You guys sound impressed, right? Yeah, don't be impressed. I got terrible grades. See, <laughs> there's a quality about myself that you should know. I don't know why, but like, if you give me two options, an easy option, and a difficult option, for some reason, I always choose the difficult option. I just, I like challenges. Uh, that's probably why I like games so much. I like the challenge. Uh, so here's an example. When I, was in, uh, when I was in high school, I took a stained glass art class. And uh, for our final, we were given three options. We could do an easy copper foil. We could do an easy lead piping. Or she did offer, and she's like, there is this, uh, another copper foil, it's a circle, which glass and circle is not easy. And like, it's, you know, only a few people have done it. It's, it's of the Celtic symbol of Trinity, and, and uh, you, you probably shouldn't do that because it's just really difficult. Enter Sherry. Do you say difficult? I'm going to take on that one. <laughs> Plus, I love Irish things. I was born in St. Patrick's Day, which is great because I married an Irish man with an Irish last name. It's like, win, win, win. <laughs> so... Because of that decision, I had to spend my first week of summer going in every day to class as everyone's enjoying their summer as I'm, you know, going in and grinding glass, covering it with copper foil and, and welding it to make sure that, uh, soldering it, so that it, it's together and that I could finish my project. I did, I did complete it, though. I finished the things I start, mostly. Uh, just run back over that. So... Back in college, I told you that I got terrible grades. See, the thing is, is that as a 16-year-old, most people in college were taking 15 credits per quarter. Oh, no, 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 but not Sherry. Sherry was taking 16 to 18 credits per quarter. So I got burnt out. And that second year, all I wanted to do was quit. But I made it through. I finished it. I graduated. I was all hyped up from graduation, completely forgot about all my worries about being burnt out. Well, 
Summer starts late June in Washington State where I grew up and school starts again in September. So it was about midsummer, meaning late July, when I realized, shouldn't I be like applying places? Shouldn't I like, like know like what's going on with the college thing? Uh, I, nobody told me that people are supposed to start like applying to colleges as a junior in high school. So any high schooler students, if you're a junior, start looking into colleges, you've been warned, unlike me. So I had no idea what to do. My brother, who was one year above me, was attending a Christian school, and he said, Sherry, just, uh, just apply to the school I'm going to. It's called Evangel, and, and you know, they have a pre-vet program. And I was like, Richie, I do not want to go to a Christian school. I like going to public school. I like being able to defend my faith. I like being able to share my faith with people. I do not want to go to a Christian school. He says, well, just, just fill it out so that you know what it's like to fill out, okay? So... I, I did, you know, like any good little sister, I did what my big brother said, reluctantly, of course, because that's also what little sisters do. And so I applied on Wednesday, got accepted Thursday and sent out my referrals. Friday, I sent out my transcripts. Fr Saturday, I bought a plane ticket and packed. Sunday, I said goodbye to everyone, finished packing. Monday, I flew out and traveled pretty much all day. Tuesday, I arrived on campus and signed up for my classes. Wednesday, uh, worked on financial aid. And Thursday, classes started. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I was like thrust into this situation. I had no idea what happened. I was, I was like, oh my word, where am I? I don't know what's happening. My cell phone had gotten stolen a week before, so I couldn't even call anybody. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Luckily, my brother was there, but he wasn't sympathetic to that. Um, here's the school I went to. And so, you know, as I'm going there, I, I was questioning, I was like, God, why in the world am I at Evangel? Why am I paying four times the amount for a, for a degree I could be going to a state college for, for a quarter of the price? God, do you, like, I, I just, I feel like it's wiser, it's a wiser decision to go somewhere else. But at the same time, I was like, God, I don't know if you want me to stay. I don't want, know if you want me to go. You know that battle in the mind where it's like, I don't know what God's saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I just like, it's, it's chaos. And that's, that's what I felt. So I decided to make a deal with God. It actually worked out well, so don't, don't, you don't have to be like, oh. Um, I, I said, okay, God, I, I just, I can't figure out what's going on in my brain. So here's, here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to audition for a play. Never done that before, but I'll, I'll go ahead and audition for a play. And so I, I said, God, if I make it into this play, then I know that you'll want me to come back next semester to be in the play. Um, <laughs> but if I don't make it in, then I'm, not, then I'm just not going to come back. So I auditioned for the play, and I made it in as an extra. Yes. Yes. And I was like, okay, God, does that really count? I mean, it's an extra. I was like, okay. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't specific, so it's my fault. Fine, I'll come back. And the thing is that when I was faithful, <laughs> even though I didn't get what I wanted, <laughs> God was true to what he wanted. And when I was faithful to following that, uh, when I came back, God opened up the door of opportunity and I got a bigger part, which is just the, the faithfulness of God. Now, uh, God spoke to me and he said, Sherry, you're just gonna have to trust me with each step. I'll, I'll tell you the next step that you need to go and that's all that you need to worry about. And so I, had, I switched my major to math, not because I didn't wanna be a vet anymore, because I still did, but the veterinarian school said that they suggested getting a degree in something other than pre-vet. So math was like half the amount of credits, which means half the amount of money. So I was like, okay, let's do math. Well, um, math did not supply enough, uh, it didn't 
meet all of the graduation requirements. So I had to supplement it with something else as my minor. So I was starting to get into this theater thing. So I was like, you know what? I want to make theater my minor. And then I found out it's only two more classes to make it into a major. Only two more classes, yeah! I'm gonna be a double major, challenge accepted. And so I, I took it on as a major. Well, as a, as a theater major, uh, you have to do an internship or you have to, uh, what is it? You have to do an internship or a one act. And I was told, hey, there's this internship opening up. I want you to apply. So I applied for this internship and I had a dream that the other girl who applied made it in and I didn't. And then she approached me and she's like, Sherry, I made it in. Did you get the call? Oh, you know what? I've been in classes all day. I haven't checked my email. I'm going to go to my room now. Go to my room, check my email, nothing. No phone calls, no email. I found out, you know, my, I had never heard of the name Meek before. I had only ever heard the name Meeks. So even though I double checked the address like three times, my mind added an S the entire time. So I called, called them up and I was like, I, Ronnie Meek. And I was like, hey, did you get my application? He's like, no, we never received your application. We gave your spot to someone else. I was like, oh, okay. And, and he, he said, you know, we're having a theater meeting theater council meeting tonight. So let me talk to them about that. Now here's the funny thing is that Kevin was on the theater council at that time. So they all met together like, hey guys, she sent it to the wrong address. <laughs> you know, do you think what we can take on, I wasn't there, I'm just making up their voices. Uh, do you think that we can <laughs> uh, take on uh, another intern? And so Kevin was on the voting committee of whether or not I should come to Tennessee. And uh, they all voted and they voted yes. So Kevin's very happy about you know, his decision that day that he had no idea about. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so I came to Smyrna and uh, I met Kevin uh, one night after Wednesday night service. Barbie spoke that day, I uh, remember that. And uh, I didn't have internet at, at Weary Housing where the interns were staying, so I was using the internet here. I walked away for a little bit. When I came back, uh, the group of people that I had been talking to had increased. There were a few extra people and there was a man standing there who I had not met, and the entire time that we were talking, not a single person cared to introduce me to anybody in that group. And I mean, this guy, he's cool, he's preppy. Remember who I don't like talking to is cool and preppy people. So that's, that's him, all cool and preppy right there. That's actually what was taken that summer. We were not together, just to clarify because I was not getting married, okay? So it's just a picture together. But anyways, um, so it, it was, but what was real weird is that we were all talking and the entire time, he'll deny this, but the entire time, girls know better than guys, uh, he was flirting with me, okay? The entire time. He's like, he's like, yeah, don't you think, like, like touching me, bumping my elbows, like I'm like, what is, like, this is like a cool, like preppy, has his life together guy, like I don't know, like he is, does not know who he's talking to, like I'm just, I am so confused right now. And, and I'm on Facebook as well, and he's like, oh, make me your friend on Facebook. Nobody introduced me to him. I had no idea who this guy was that I was talking to for like the last couple hours. And so I was like, I did not lie, this was the truth back then. You know what? It is so hard for me to find people on Facebook. I don't know why I searched for them and I just can't find them. So I'm gonna go ahead and log out and you can log in and find me, okay? And so he logs in and as he logs in, it pops up Kevin O'Day and I was like, okay, so his name's Kevin, got it. <laughs> that is how I met Kevin. <laughs> now, that is also uh, where I have to kind of pause the story a little bit 
because um, I want to uh, I want to move on uh, for what we're going now. Now it's uh, I've been very blessed because I mean he's he is an incredible guy. It, it it took a lot, and what was hard was that it was it was hard for me to understand my value as a person because I had been crushed earlier, and so to have someone like him, like someone like me, was really weird. Okay, I, I didn't understand it. And even years into our marriage, I still struggled with that. Okay, I'm not good enough to be with a man like that. Because I mean, after all, he is the hottest guy ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah, that is who he is. Uh, okay, it won't go to the next slide at all. So I'm just gonna keep talking about this. Okay, um, see God, but God had a plan for me. And anytime I questioned if I'm not good enough, you know, if I'm, if I'm good enough to be, you know, the wife of Kevin O'Day, and as he steps into, you know, the, the pastor of this church, am I good enough to be a pastor's wife? Like, whoa, like that's like, that's a lot. See, God, God took a step back and he, <laughs> he showed me what he did. Now, um, I wanna make sure I'm not skipping something. God only revealed to me the next step one step at a time on my journey, okay? That's where you need to be. Next step, go one more step. But he knew the plan even before I could even spell my name, okay? He had it all put together. The thing is that I, <laughs> I never would have met Kevin if I had not made theater a major. I never would have made theater a major if math had supplied my graduation. I never would have, uh, I never would have even gotten into theater if I had been at a public university because theater is already risque enough at a Christian university. So I, conservative Sherry would not be able to handle it at all at a public university. So I wouldn't even gotten into theater at all. Uh, I would never have gotten into math if I had not been uh, to go in that direction, if I had not been at Evangel. I never would have been at Evangel if I had not gotten burnt out. And I would not have gotten burnt out if I hadn't enjoyed those challenges of <laughs> trying to you know, overachieve or whatever. Um, God, step by step, orchestrated our entire relationship before we even met. Okay, if you think that's not good enough, let me explain to you that internship, they had one internship before that, but they, they didn't do it again. And then suddenly they were inspired. They were inspired the exact year that I needed to do an internship, the exact summer I needed to do an internship. Hey guys, let's do an internship. They started up the, they're like, yeah, we're gonna do internships now. Yeah, they started up, they did it that summer and they have never done it again. God literally opened up the door just for that opportunity. <laughs> And not only that, there's so, many, there's so many more things. Like I didn't realize until a few months into knowing Kevin that I had a dream about him eight months before I even met him. God had planned, he had a plan. And the thing is that I had my own plans and they were good plans. But God knows the true desires of my heart. And sometimes, I'm gonna read this to you guys. Sometimes God has to humble us from our own good decisions so that he can lead us to a better one. That's many times opposite of what we thought. I'm gonna say that again. Sometimes God has to humble us from our own good decisions so that he can lead us to a better one. That's many times opposite of what we thought it was going to be. Our story has led us step by step to where we are here today. And it screams vindication. We talked about that verse where it's stamp of approval on that relationship. But our story is also a part of our story because step by step, you are here today, whether online, in person, 
and you're here at this church and you might have, you might have no idea why you're going through the things that you're going through. You might know exactly why you're going through the things that you're going through. But the thing is, is that God wants us to trust him. Worship team, you guys can go ahead and come up. Um, God wants us to trust him because in our story, in my story, it was nothing that I did that made the story good. It was nothing that I said or did that was good. It was God's goodness. It was his hand in that relationship that made it good. I'm gonna go ahead and reread these scriptures real quick to you, uh, just so that you guys can think about with what I was saying with this scripture. It says, do not fret because of those who do evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. (laughs) Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently on him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. God, is running after you. His goodness is running after you. Each step that you take, each decision that you make in trusting him on your journey is going to lead you to places that you never imagined. And when you look back at all of your life, when you have trusted God, you will stand back and be like, wow, God, wow, God. And all you can do is sing about his goodness. Worship team, go ahead.